The Dana Barrett Show On Demand is presented by Sprint. Sprint, you're in business. We're in business to help. Find out more at business.sprint.com. The Dana Barrett Show, live in Atlanta, weekday mornings on Biz 1190, biz1190.com, and the Biz 1190 mobile app. Broadcasting live from the Biz 1190 studios in Buckhead, it's the Dana Barrett Show, Atlanta radio that means business. Now, here's your host, Dana Barrett. Some days you could do like a superstar roundup or like fun things to do on a on a weekend, or you could do like, I don't know, a list of Oprah's favorite things, for example, or we could just talk about one of my favorite things, which we're totally going to do this morning because Kevin Peake is here and he literally makes... One of my top, I don't know, like three favorite things in the universe. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Happy to be Thank here. Thank you for bringing me the crack this morning. No, it's not actually crack. Settle down, everybody. It's kaja popcorn, salted caramel style. It's my favorite. Same difference, right? It's so <laughs> so good. Good. You you are like I love you and hate you all at the same time, Kevin. Happy to be loved and hated. <laughs> so for anybody who has been to our uh, Women on Wednesday events that we have been doing for the last. Year now we we finished a year and a, a year and a quarter because we do them quarterly. So the, we've had five events so far, and every single time everyone gets a little uh, salted caramel popcorn from Kaja Popcorn in their swag bags. So everybody who's listening who's been there is also now salivating. So Great. thank you, thank you, Kevin, for that. Uh, in any case, Oprah did just release her uh, most favorite things list for the year. I think she had a ton of items on it, and of course she's teamed up with Amazon because. She's no dummy, and neither is Jeff Bezos. So, bam. And uh, I feel like, I think I, I heard that the most expensive item on the list is the fancy Samsung wall-mounted TV that looks like it's a picture. Like, it, it has a picture frame around it, and it mounts really flush to the wall. And it looks like artwork. Like, when it's off, you can set it so that it looks like a piece of art, and it apparently looks pretty legit. So, that was the most expensive, and then she goes all the way down from there to, you know, you know relatively inexpensive items. I didn't take a hard look at it this morning, so I don't know if there's anything on there that I that's a must-have. I liked it better when it was, and you get a car, and you get a car, <laughs> and you get a car. Right. You know, like I want it for free. Yeah, Oprah. and that's like bathrobes. Yeah. And she always did some like pajamas, things. and yeah, like she always. always had some stuff like that in yeah. there. Um, it's it's all very like I don't really need it, but it would be fun to have kind of stuff. Like sure. there's no like, oh, I really need that. You know, like in, for example, on Dana's favorite list thing you need salted caramel popcorn i mean that's clear that's not a that's not a like a a nice to have that's a need to have obviously i teach my kids wants and needs yours is a need this is a need this is like 100 percent. right yeah right uh when i win the lottery i will uh i will hire myself an entourage and then i will have like a lifetime supply of of kaja popcorn some people talk about (laughs) swimming in a pool of money or maybe even gel you would swim in a pool of kaja Salted Pretty much. Popcorn. Like, it would just be, like, out in bowls, like, around the house, like, so that whatever room I was in, I could just have a little bite here and there, you know? Like, as I'm That's walking great. past, my, in my mansion, of course, you know, as totally I'm freezing past you it. You like a butler answer the door. Right. Welcome to Dana's house. Would you like some popcorn? Right. Like, there's a lot, a Georgia Lottery commercial right now that's about, uh, like, it's about, so it's got the, some, like, you know, supposedly older woman with pink hair, and they're like, it's a Mega Millions winner living out her dream or whatever. And, uh, and she's, like, acting like a, you know, like a, like a hip-hop star kind of thing. Like, my living out my dream would just be bowls of Kaja popcorn everywhere and an entourage. I need an entourage. Okay. You, need, you need a popcorn replenishment specialist. Right. Like, my personal system would go. just, like, be running behind me, you know. I like that. That's yeah, a very good title. Absolutely. Well, listen, yeah. Kevin is here not only so that I can, you know, 
suck up to him for the, you know, half an hour, but also because he is a small business owner and uh, five years in. So we're going to focus a little bit on uh, the business of popcorn coming up in a couple of minutes on the show. Uh, because, you know, look, there's a lot of people out there who want to do uh, mm-hmm. consumer businesses and you've got a storefront and, you know, you've got to think about inventory and all of that. So we're going to dig into that a little bit with Kevin coming up in a couple of minutes. But I do have to get to the top story of the day, my friends, and that is sexual harassment, because unfortunately, apparently right now, that is another thing you can just make a long, long list of. And that means is predators. Like, let's just call it what it is. Uh, I feel like every day I'm kind of like ready to put the story to bed and huh, no pun intended and say, hmm. you know, OK, well, we're going to move on. It's time to. And, and I've been saying for a while now it's time to take action. You know, right. all of the revelations are important. But now how do we move forward and solve these problems? But then more and more and more and more revelations come out. And I got to start by saying I was being a little bit uh, easier on Kevin Spacey when the initial. Uh, you know, accusation came out, not because the initial accusation wasn't enough, but it was a long time ago and he was 26 at the time and, you know, whatever. And I was sort of making some, not, I don't want to say I was making excuses for him, but I was sort of saying, well, if this, if it was a one-time incident, then it's still not okay, but maybe it's not in the same category as a Harvey Weinstein. But now everybody and their brother literally, because it's men, have come out of the woodwork to say, yeah, Kevin Spacey is a PIG pig. And not only did he do that when he was 26 years old, but he does it nonstop. Right. On House of Cards. On House of Cards, at the theater where he was artistic director in London. Like, pretty much everybody who's ever encountered Kevin Spacey is like, yeah, it's well known. He's a groper. He feels free to grab anybody he wants, anytime Mm -hmm. he wants. He's constantly, you know, spewing kind of, disgusting talk and making everybody uncomfortable and clearly everybody's known this all along so i apologize for being even slightly easy on the guy because i was wrong and now i feel like anybody who we're hearing one like i'm not even going to comment on somebody who we're hearing one accusation about because you know i'm just going to wait a week and then we'll see what other accusations come out right you know it's it's terrible stuff and and then you start to think like you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, how can you prove it? You know, if some if there are more than two or three people accusing you, I'm going to argue that it's pretty true. Right. You know, like, we, right. look, details, we don't know. And we're probably never going to know. But. Well, and the other thing, too, is that a lot of these claims that have been coming out, they're not even seeking legal action after you. the fact. They're just saying, hey, me this too. happened to me. Hashtag and me I too. want you to know. I'm right. not going to go after money. I'm right. not going to go after. I just want people to know. Right. So that should be proof enough. So, and he didn't deny it. The first time he came out, he right. said, if I did it, I was drunk. Okay, no excuse. Right, I don't but remember. He, I remember being drunk, but I don't remember accosting right. a 14-year-old boy. If it happened, I must have been drunk. Um, okay. Right, and of course, you also must have been drunk every time you were on the set of House of Cards and right. working at the theater and basically walking around in your life. Right. And by the way, being drunk is not an excuse. Correct. FYI. Correct. Ever. Uh, right. So, you know, like, we do all kinds of fun, like you know, headline roundups and small business spotlights. And, well, you know, it, now we need, like, a sexual harassment roundup because it's not just Kevin Spacey and Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein, although new accusations against Harvey coming out this morning as well. Mm-hmm. But now uh, NPR's uh, senior vice president of news and editorial director, Mike Oreskes, I think. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he was asked to resign uh, by NPR after uh, a variety of accusations against him. Uh, Warner Brothers severed ties with uh, producer and director Brett Ratner mm-hmm. after multiple allegations against him. 
in London, Michael Fallon, the UK defense secretary, has quit over inappropriate conduct. And then let's not forget that we have the 10 accusations against Donald Trump that happened back during the campaign season that everyone brushed under the rug. That's bubbling back up into the news as well because those women are like, yeah, hello. We we were talking about this last year. Nobody paid attention. Yep. And part of the reason this story is also bubbling back up is because there's a defamation lawsuit that is potentially going to move forward against Donald Trump uh, because of all of that. Because when the 10 women came forward and accused him, uh, instead of him saying, like some of these guys are saying, oh, I need treatment and I'm, I'm sorry or whatever, uh, he just called them all liars and said they were ugly. Basically, yeah, he on the offensive right. He was of like, course. well, they were ugly. Always. I would never have touched them anyway. And uh, they're liars. And all that stuff I said to Billy Bush was just locker room talk. Well, one of the 10 women is moving forward with a lawsuit of defamation because she's saying I did not lie. And you calling me a liar in the in the press is defamation. So the lawsuit against him is not for sexual harassment. It's for defamation. But clearly, if it moves forward, it's the state Supreme Court of New York right now is considering whether or not the case will move forward. And if it does, then all of these stories about, you know, Trump doing some of this stuff will be bubbling back up and we'll be getting more details about them because that's what the lying is purportedly about. So we are at the top. We are like at the this is like the tip of the iceberg uh, for all this stuff. And so far, it's been a very large tip of the iceberg, which is very concerning because this must be a huge Massive well, we're, we're seeing the tip of the iceberg. What we don't know is because these guys are fit, <clears throat> excuse me, famous. Right. Well, I mean, what about all these average Joes, average right. CEOs, average right. owners, average yep. whatever? My goodness. Right. And what's interesting, too, is that one of the reasons I think the 10 women that Trump sort of went after got swept under the rug is because none of them were particularly famous. Right. Uh, I think the reason this bubbled up with Harvey Weinstein is because Harvey was super famous, Oscar winning, yada, yada. And also because Ashley Judd was the first person uh, to come forward with an accusation. And so she's beautiful and famous and everybody perceives her as this strong woman and yada, yada. So Mm -hmm. so that fame brought it all to light. But you're exactly right. There's probably a ton of stories where we don't know either party. And so we we will hear. We won't hear. There was a story off uh, Wall Street. There was already some accusations there. But right now, the focus is on uh, it looks like for the most part, it's. It's entertainment and media right now with Fox News and NPR and and Weinstein and Brett Ratner. Like and then poli- in London, it's all the politicians. Right. There's like a whole bunch of it in London going on with the politicians. Wasn't there a massive sex scandal back in the 80s or something with the British politicians, too? Right. Probably. Wasn't that a whole thing before. Know. So they're, yeah. they're so proper. I don't understand how this could happen. They're so proper. <laughs> What's going on? I don't understand it. Stiff upper lip and all of that. Um, All right. On that note, I'm going to stop with a very bad British accent, and we are going to move on. Coming up next, we are going to get into the details of the business of popcorn with Kevin Peake from Kaja. We'll be right back. Now my sweet summer is gone. My sweet summer is gone. Now back to the Dana Barrett Show, right here on Biz 1190. even wish everybody a happy friday what is wrong with me happy friday everyone happy friday kevin peak happy it friday, friday. To you. beautiful day kevin peak hanging out with us this morning chief popper from casual popcorn i didn't make that up that's your actual title yeah i didn't make it up either somebody somebody made it up for me and i thought oh that's cool yeah chief popper you need like a o after that though like chief 
proper officer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Something. There's like something missing there from, sure. your, from your chief title. All right. Anyway, listen, uh, I was not joking at all. I mean, Kaja popcorn literally is one of my favorite treats. I go way out of my way to make sure I have some on hand uh, at, as much as possible uh, and probably responsible for me having to run many extra miles. But... Uh, also, it's a business Absolutely. that you at some point in your life decided to create. So uh, I want to kind of do your your superhero origin story a, a little bit, Kevin. And then I want to get into some of the uh, ins and outs of doing, uh, you know, a, a retail store, mm-hmm. a, a business to consumer, you know, a, a pro, you know, a food business. I mean, these are all things that I think a lot of people think they could do or would love to do and either don't mm-hmm. know where to start. Uh, or are afraid to start and all of that. So let's start with the with the the superhero origin story. Where did this idea come from? Yeah, so I decided I wanted to leave the corporate world in uh, early 2011. I was traveling all the time. You know, you get that you hear the story all the time. Your kid, you know, draws a picture of you. They say, "Hey, draw a picture of your dad." And mine was me on an airplane Aww. with my little kid. I was like, "Yeah, that's not that's not the dad I want to be." So. Um, I was an investor in a restaurant. I am an investor in a restaurant locally, and I uh, was talking to the chef and saying, hey, you know, what are some things? I, I knew I never wanted to do be a franchisee. That's just not my cup of tea. Um, now, hold on a second. I got to question that. Why is that not your cup of tea? Because you don't like to follow other people's correct. rules? Huh, me too. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of technology ideas, but don't have a techie brain, don't have that coding sort of thing. And that's sort of paralyzing for me, like sort of wanting to kind of know what I'm doing with and being so dependent on someone else. So long story short, worked with a chef. We came up with some cool flavors. Um, and I said to him, look, I'm interested in a, a caramel sort of flavor, a cheese flavor, you know, something and some sort of spicy flavor. So, but like you and he were talking, you're like, I want to yeah. do some kind of business. Was popcorn the first thing that bubbled up or were there other ideas that were tossed around or how'd you get to popcorn? Yeah, I had other, I had plenty of other ideas and I was just, I didn't even know what it, how we even got on the topic um, one afternoon, just hanging out at the bar with him and, and shooting the breeze and, and just said, hey, what's something cool? What's was something we don't have in Atlanta. And in my travels around the country, I knew that other cities had it. No, it's pretty famous in other parts of the country. And yeah. Yeah. And it, he was, I mean, and he came up with, it wasn't like his first iteration was right. Like he went through many, many iterations of, um, to get to the sea salt caramel. We had like a sriracha flavor. We had a something, I'm trying to remember now, something sort of fishy, not, like, oh, it was fishy. Literally fishy. It was horrific. <laughs> Sounds really disgusting. I was like, Todd, come on now. Like, like stop no. the madness. Like, yeah, that's, immediately get that away That's from like me. too fancy now. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And chefs, as they, you know, as they're known, they want to do something cool and really, you know, interesting. And I think we he came up with really cool and interesting flavors. But, um, yeah, so that's how it all, you know. And I sort of had gates along the way. I sort of said, hey, if we can do this, then I'll look at space. If I can find space, then I'll sort of move to the next level. It wasn't like... Yep, I'm going to do popcorn at all costs. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to get it somewhere. Like, I, I sort of had. So, in other words, you didn't points. sit down and like write out a business plan and a set of steps and just decide to do it. You just were like, let's get to, let's see if we can make step one work. If that works, we'll go to step two. Right. Okay. And step and one of those steps was a business plan. So okay. it wasn't like I waited till the end to write the business plan. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> to make it, then you fit in the numbers to make sure, it work. Totally. Right. Which is how a lot of <laughs> small business owners end up losing their shirt. Yeah. Okay. Because they they have this passion. And they say, yeah, I can do it. Um, and it could be done, and then at the end, they're already all in, yeah, right. And then they go, then they go, and they say, "Well, how do I fit the numbers to pay the bills and to make money?" Right. And then they just make up numbers: how many units they're going to sell, or widgets they're going to sell, whatever it is. And they find out that 
it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kevin Peake hanging out with us this morning from Kaja Popcorn. So we're going through the origin story a little bit. So you come up with some flavors you know are going to work. Mm-hmm. Did you sort of like test them with, you know, customers in the restaurant or your friends to say like, because if it were me, I'd be like, this one and everybody else be like, Dana, no, that's not good. You know? Yeah, I didn't I didn't do like sort of a sit down and do like a te- like a, you know, blind taste test. But, I, you know, but as we had iterations, I would test them with friends and take them. I remember taking it to a Christmas party and people were like, what is this? And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, starting a popcorn store and I have a financial finance background people are like what the what what are you yeah, what, what are you what? talking about like <laughs> what do you like they thought i was joking i'm like no really taste this and they were you know that was great and so the iterative process yeah um was sort of with friends family different parties yeah that, that sort of thing yeah that works yeah that's like bootstrapping great. you don't have to do a, f- a fancy customer discovery no because uh, those people are all eaters that's right there you go that's right uh okay so now you've got the popcorn you're ready to go so to, so why do a, a retail store because you could have gone a variety of different ways with yeah. this yeah yeah i think in my mind people can and a good friend of mine who is um you wouldn't know him but you know his brands uh I, t- I talked to him and he said don't go retail he says for the birds go wholesale and i just i didn't think because kaja is fresh small batch boutique I didn't think that would lend itself well to sort of the wholesale market and just knowing how supply chain works and, and just that sort of world thinking, do I want to get into the you know Whole Foods or a Walmart or a Kroger or a place like that? Right. Um, that I just didn't think that's and, – and the customer base I was looking for, sort of people who have more refined taste buds like and me. can appreciate you know nicer uh, nicer products. Yeah. So to me, I felt like if retail it had to be the way to go. Um to, uh, to just for the, the model of make it fresh, make it every day in yeah. the store. Okay, so now I want to fast forward a little bit, Kevin, because you're five years in. Yeah. And looking back now, do you wish you had done anything differently? Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's different. Um, I do, you know, I, I sort of question, you and I've talked sort of off the record uh, over, the, over the years. I wonder if the retail is, was the way to go. Yeah. But I don't know if we would be as successful as we are without that. Yeah. Um, people sort of, popping in pun intended ah. um and sort of tasting the popcorn and then it turns out they place a big corporate order or yes. you know people i met um just just over the years through the store become great customers wholesale corporate yeah and so but I don't, i'm not sure if i would have found them or if they would have found me if we hadn't had, had a store. retail store yeah. first so the corporate orders have become uh, a big part of the business correct corporate wholesale yeah we're i mean just this week we've had a couple of meetings with with people who want us to make product for them um some it'll be what you think traditional sort of popcorn and they they make it now but they don't do it very well they want us to do it for them yeah and others who are looking sort of almost for a line extension like just almost say what it is exactly but they say they make candy bars and they're saying oh we want to use our same flavor profile but we want to be able to sell other things with that flavor yeah and popcorn would be a cool thing and so um and that's not even they're not even local they're they're uh, oh. regional so i hear some expansion i yep. hear some expansion bells ringing yeah um all right so if you were to sort of give advice to somebody else who's thinking about you know any one of those things a retail store of any kind really a food business because not only are you thinking about the rent of your retail store right. and and the cost of all of that as it relates to your uh, your bottom line, but also you've got a product that you know you, it has a shelf life. Right. So you've got that. So if, if somebody else is thinking about getting into a business like this, what would you recommend to get started? Yeah, I'd say find find people like me. 
find because I'm always happy and I talk to people all the time about their business ideas and and I'm not trying to shoot them down but I'm also trying to be realistic with them so yeah. find somebody f- go to the SBA like they have advisors there that don't they don't they're not making loans to you you can get a loan somewhere else I mean SBA loan there are people there who literally want to help you think through your business plan think through the realities think through some of that so f- but 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 those people some of them have done it some of them haven't Go and ask somebody like me. Hey, how does it work? What would you? What what words of caution? So, I, it's hard to give advice just sort of generically um, to say, hey, do this or don't do that. Yeah. But if if somebody came to me and said, hey, here's my product. Here's what I'm thinking about. I might say, you know what? Retail is not the way to go, or retail is absolutely the way to go, or hey, think about your rent, or hey, think about your you know employee. Think about your hours. I mean. I would be happy to give people advice. Do you feel like that's true for other business owners? Because I feel like over the years, I I have a lot of crazy business ideas. And I have on occasion tried to ask others who are in similar businesses. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've always gotten that. Sure, I'll be happy to give you advice kind of response. I mean, I think people are 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 interested. I mean, you're, you're going to occasionally find the person who is what's in it for me, and if it's not in it for me, then I don't. I'm not going to spend a, an ounce of my time on it. Yeah. Um, and I've I've probably run into those people as well, um, where I've had ideas and I sort of shoot them up to people I know in that industry, and they, um, and we even know each other. Sort of, you know, there's always some connection, and and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. But I think if you just sort of keep asking. Yeah. You know, and people also offer. I mean. Yeah, lots of people I, I, offer unsolicited no short, advice. Yeah, I have no shortage of, <laughs> of people offering me advice and yeah. telling me how I should run my business. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So uh, we've got literally like 10 seconds left, but could you see yourself opening more retail locations? Or would you, as you grow, are you going to focus more on bigger corporate accounts and wholesale and those kinds of things? Probably corporate wholesale. And then maybe uh, I would, I'm not sure I'd open any more where we make everything there. It might be something where we um, just have us like a 300 square feet space where and you really distribute just kind dis- of. Di- more distribution i su- listen i support that because if you put one closer to my house i can have kaja even more Perfect. kevin peak always great to see you thank you so much for the goodies and for being here and sharing your story it's the dana bear show it's friday more to come we'll be back now back to the dana barrett show right here on biz 1190 you know what i feel like this show is providing a service. I'm there for you guys, whatever you need. And I am just here to remind you, don't forget to set your clocks back Sunday night. Oh, I forgot that was happening this week. See, I'm there for you. Don't forget, Sunday night is the end of daylight savings, back to standard time. Fall back. It's technically around 2 a.m. Sunday morning, but, you know, it's when you go to sleep. Uh, Saturday night, really, right? Right. So when you go to sleep Saturday night, let's not confuse everybody. When you go to sleep Saturday night, set your clock back because Sunday at two in the morning is the end of daylight savings. This is the one that, even though it's you know darker earlier after doing this, I like this because I get an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> yes, agreed. Everybody feels like that. You, oh yeah, an extra hour, and I, we all use it for sleep. Who uses it for like an extra hour of studying, an extra hour of cleaning the house, no. an extra hour of work? Nope. Because you wake up and you're like, oh, it's Sunday morning. It's got to be ten. Oh, it's not even nine o'clock yet. I'm yeah. going to get a few more Z's. Absolutely. Listen, always great to have uh, Kevin Peak in the house, especially when he brings me actual goodies. Uh, but before we started talking about Kaja Popcorn, uh, if you weren't with us at the beginning of the show this morning, we were talking about uh, all of these sexual harassment accusations and allegations coming forward about, I, I mean, a whole long list of people. And so I want to continue this conversation a little bit, first of all, uh, because 
we have our own, uh, you know, Atlanta-based, Georgia-based sex scandal that uh, is continuing to, um, I don't even know what the right word is. I'm going to say something that's like terrible pun and just get myself in trouble. <laughs> uh, but and so I'm going to get to that in just a second. Uh, this is the story that has to do with the, uh, the CEO of Waffle House and the sex tape. Uh, we'll just tease it with that. But I want to talk for a second more, uh, some more about these accusations in Hollywood and in the media and in you know the political arena in the UK right now. Uh, and listen, and I think that this is we we said this and at the beginning I'll say it again, just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we're hearing about the most well-known people, but there have also been some smaller stories that have bubbled up into the headlines. Uh, you know, we had the guy who was the head of the uh, Amazon Studios that was also accused and stepped away. We had a couple of Wall Street stories already bubbling up. Those people aren't as famous, so their stories aren't the ones where uh, they're going to be, you know, staying in the headlines for weeks. But I think the point is, thanks to these accusations coming out about Harvey Weinstein, more and more people are feeling free to uh, to come out with their stories. So this this is there's a couple of things here that are bothering me. One is. If you're a man, and I'm going to, so far it's been only men that have been accused in this batch of accusations. I'm not saying a woman's never been accused of sexual harassment, but in this batch of accusations so far, it's been men. Um, If you're a man who has committed these kinds of acts, let's be honest, you know you've done this, right? So now, right, like you know, like if you, this is not something you don't realize you're doing. Like you know you do it. Right. Like if you're smacking, you know, a kiss on somebody's lips without asking them. Like, you know, that's you. That's weird. Right. Like, you know, you do that. Um, If you like are a little too handsy or you stand, maybe you don't realize it if you're just a close talker, like, and you stand too close to people. But if you're touching people, you know. Right. Especially touching them in inappropriate places. Right. That's a big one. Sure. But even not, like, even if you're, because really any touching without invitation is unacceptable. True. It is considered sexual harassment. doesn't have to be specifically on a private place. Um, So the question is... If you're a man who's doing this or has done this really ever in your lifetime, but certainly if you've done it more than once or with any kind of regularity, do you sit around right now and wait to see if your accusers are going to be some of those that come out in the Me Too world? Or do you try to get a PR team and jump ahead of it? Like, what do you do? Are you sitting at, are you like having sleepless nights right now? Like, ah, I'm going to get busted for this. Or are you just crossing your fingers and hoping that no one comes up? What do you do? I don't know. What would you do in this situation? I mean, because so I- far, everybody that's been outed has been outed. No one's outed themselves. Everyone who's been outed was accused by someone. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Some of them have been like lies, lies, lies. and But most of them have been like, yeah, sorry. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to step away. That- oh, I forgot to mention when I was doing my whole long list, also uh, Mark Halperin from formerly ABC, who right. recently got fired from MSNBC. Of course, don't forget about all the Fox News people. Uh, so do you just come out and say, you know what, I, I'm, an, I'm an offender here. Like, I, this is the culture of the company that I was in. This is, you know, as I was coming up in my career, this is what I saw everybody else doing. I'm not saying it's right, but I did it too, and I'm just going to come out and apologize right now ahead of time before anyone has anything to say to any woman I have ever offended, any woman or man that I have touched inappropriately, I apologize. Now, Surely you're not going to do that if you feel like you cross into criminal behavior. True. But I mean. Which, by the way, total side note, always interests me when you watch the local news. This is a total side note. But when you watch the local news and there's a crime and someone's been killed or 
hurt badly and the parents always say, I want the, you know, the, the person who did this should come forward. Does that ever happen? Do people just... It, it, yeah, it does sometimes. Once in a while, like because, a hit and run accident or something, people come forward? Because there are genuinely good people who make very bad decisions and then are full of remorse. Okay. Just unfortunately, most of the time, bad things are done by bad people who don't care. Who so, really don't have remorse. So that's the question, I guess. If you're one of those people who was sort of behaving that way for whatever reason, and now you're seeing all these stories bubble up, whether you have remorse or not, are you? Do you? is it better for you to just step forward and be like, you know what? I did that. And I just want to apologize right now. I mean, you're going to lose your job, right? Especially if you're some high profile something and you come out and say that I did this. You're you're kind of putting your job on the line. So that's the only reason well, that, I would say that no. That does seem to be happening in the case of these stories we've heard so far. But I mean, that's another question. If it's not work related or it's not current, your current job work related, is that grounds? Do you? Well, yeah, but does, I'm about to say, does that really matter whether you've done it at my company or the last company it, it you It hasn't with? seemed to for the people that have right. been accused. But also, you know, do you, do you just go to your boss right away? Or what if you are the boss? Do you go to the board if you're the CEO and say, listen, board, this potentially could happen to me? All I'm saying, though, is that if you are someone who's done this and you decide that maybe that's a, I, I, I feel like in the public eye, if you came out and said, I did this and I'm going to own up to it before anybody who was affected by me comes out. I'm going to privately go to those people that were affected by me and apologize. And I'm going to take a, you know, six month suspension or whatever from my job. Go find some help. Go try to do things. Go try to help the problem and then maybe slide back quietly into my position. I feel like the public in general would go, OK, you did wrong, but you, you've, you've kind of tried to write that. So we'll give you a pass. Well, that's the question. I mean, I think that is really the question. What should happen to all these people? I mean, because if we're saying this is the tip of the iceberg, and I think most people, you know, believe that it is the tip of the iceberg and that there are a lot of people who have behaved this way in all kinds of industries. What should happen to these people if it's not criminal? Because there's a, there's a lot of this that's just... Uh, you know, sexual harassment. I, I, and there again, I don't know all the laws, but not all of this is criminal. Some of it is and some of it isn't. So if you've just been, uh, you know, right up to the line, but didn't do anything criminal and there's no prosecution that's going to happen, what should happen? What is the punishment? What is the, what, what do you need to do to redeem yourself in the public eye? Because are, are all these people all of a sudden, and I'm not, I'm not feeling sorry for them. I'm just asking the question. But are all these people suddenly going to be out of work and not ever be able to work again? I mean, is that how it goes? Is that it? I don't know. Or do we forgive them? I don't see. That's the thing. I, I think you can forgive, but that doesn't mean you're you're immune to consequences for your actions. Agreed. But there again, what should the consequences be? Is it like, you know, is it losing your company, losing your job? That's what seems to be happening right now. Right. That's rough. But like you said, we don't have a comparison because no one has come out and kind of you know beat it to the punch and said, listen, before anyone accuses me, I did this. So we don't have any comparison. That's I know, the but I'm not even saying for people who admit it. I'm just saying for anybody, whether you're accused or you admit it yourself, what should the consequences be? Because right now, a lot of these guys are saying things like Kevin Spacey said it, Harvey Weinstein said it like, you know what? I apologize. I'm going for treatment. Treatment? Treatment? What? This is not a drug addiction. Yeah, Maybe it's more like anger management style classes or something, like keep it in your pants management And, and that's classes. great. Go go get some counseling. I mean, sure, you know, I, I need help all the time, and I can go get some treatment, but that's not relevant. Like, that's I'm glad you're going to do that, but you is this – you need you have a person – you have a bad personality. Like, you, you think you are so powerful that you can do whatever you want to do, and you're going to go get some treatment for that? Like, you're going right. to go for 28 days and change 30 years of disgusting 
possibly criminal behavior? No. Well, see, and that's the part that I'm having a problem with in all of this is the possibly criminal. Why is it? Because it's not against the law for your boss to walk up to you and say, hey, if you sleep with me, you'll get promoted. If you don't, you're going to get fired. That's not against the law, technically. Why isn't it? Why aren't a lot of these things criminal that's going on well right that's now. a good question because that would solve the problem if you go to jail uh, you can't work right so <laughs> <laughs> right and there are probably a, a different group of people for you to harass but, right or, you know, or you, be harassed by right you may have a little di- the power structure may be a little different in prison <laughs> uh yeah so that's a fair question and maybe that is part of what needs to happen maybe some of the sexual harassment behavior that isn't illegal needs to be criminalized uh certainly when it's what you just described where it's the threat of you will lose your job if Uh, Or you will not get the job if, you know, those things perhaps should be criminal. Um, You know, but then but then again, I mean, what is considered sexual harassment or sexual assault? I I forget all the terms now. Some of it is. Is it really criminal or is it just, you know, sort of not a good work practice? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of different levels here. So I think the really big question that needs to be ironed out is what should happen and how do we change things so that the right consequences are happening? Uh, to the people who deserve it. It is the Dana Barrett Show. It really is. And uh, we will be right back. You know, Waffle House and sex really shouldn't go together. It's too cold in there. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> Although, Just saying. Arguably, like after sex, maybe a treat at Waffle House is not a bad thing. Right. Some delicious waffles to refuel. Everyone's got their thing. <laughs> uh, I say that as like a half joke, but I do want to catch everybody up on this uh, Waffle House sex tape scandal. If you don't remember this story, it's kind of been a long, ongoing kind of drama here. And uh, what happened is the Waffle House CEO uh, hired a housekeeper i believe she was and uh was having an affair with her and unbeknownst to him she hooked up some cameras in the bedroom and made a sex tape and then uh the 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 theory sort of was that then she kind of was extorting him for money it turns out that's not exactly what happened but that is sort of that's close enough to the gist of the story that you can kind of stay with me here she hired a couple of lawyers and the he the, the CEO of Waffle House decided, you know what, I'm that I'm not going to I don't care if people know there's a sex tape of me and I don't even care if it gets out. I'm not going to lay down for this. Huh? No pun intended. And so I already laid down once. Not going to do it again or roll over. <laughs> I can't even help myself today. <laughs> so he uh, sued them. Or, I'm sorry, he reported them for a criminal, like, basically, I think, I can't remember if he sued or it was criminal. Maybe it's both. Uh, but criminal charges were filed initially against these three, the two lawyers and the woman who uh, created the tape. And then uh, the the uh, all of that, all of those charges were thrown out by a lower court in Georgia. Well, now the Georgia Supreme Court, this just happened, reinstated three of the four criminal charges against the former housekeeper. And the two lawyers. So the one that didn't stick was the uh, conspiracy to extort, I believe, uh, the extortion charges. But the unlawful, you're not allowed to film somebody without their consent. Right. You can record a conversation with one party consent. Correct. But video recording has to be everybody, especially not in my house. Right. Right? Like I like that you said that like I'm that. Just, it's I'm, my house. I'm just saying, if right. it was in her house, maybe different. 
Yeah. So so the bottom line is it, this is moving forward now with three of the four criminal charges uh, reinstated by the Georgia Supreme Court. So uh, Waffle House Chairman and CEO Joe Rogers Jr. may actually get a win uh, out of all of this. So kind of interesting. I mean, in a way, I, you know, look, let's be honest. What do I say? What do I say all the time? Everybody say it with me. Number one rule, don't, don't be, be stupid. stupid. Thank you, Nick. Uh, number two rule, we see you. <laughs> Joe Rogers Jr. broke both of those rules. Right. Like, A, don't have an affair with your housekeeper. Like, just don't have an affair. If you're not happy in your marriage, get divorced and then go sleep around. Right. But don't have an affair. So that's number one. Number two, we see you. So, like, dude. And we see more of you than you ever thought we would. Right. Now, in fairness, he was in his own house. So he's not as stupid as possibly some others who are, like, doing that on the desk in the office. Correct. Which that happens, too. We've seen those videotapes, too. Uh, so I don't have a ton of sympathy for him because, you know, he just couldn't keep it in his pants, let's be honest. Um, however, she did not have a right, in my opinion, to do what she did. And those kinds of cases, this is kind of like the whole Kogan story, you know, where he uh, was videotaped having sex with a woman against his knowledge, you know, without his knowledge, and he won. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the video was sold to Gawker and all of that, and he sued and won. Right. And so we do have to sort of send a message to people thinking that is an acceptable way to, you know, coerce people to do anything, let alone to take money from them or whatever. No, not acceptable. Correct. Like, find a better business. Like, go, yes. you know, go into a retail business. Like, <sighs> make invent a product, you know? Like, eventhelp.com. You know what I'm saying? Something, Like, yeah. come on. Uh, so, uh, in any case, that that case moving forward uh, in the uh, Georgia courts, and we will obviously keep you posted on that because, well, it's interesting. So, uh, so there you go. And um, let's see. We've got lots of other stuff going on today. Of course, it's, I can't believe it's already November. I know. You got to start planning for Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Yeah. Hashtag save Thanksgiving. You got to start buying Christmas presents. Uh, right. Hashtag <laughs> save Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to do my normal plea that I start this time of year every year, which is stores. This is for you. Please don't be open on Thanksgiving Day for the full 24 hours from midnight Thursday morning, right? Or Wednesday night through right. midnight Thursday night. Just keep it closed. Right. Come on. One day. Give it a few hours into the, the the Friday morning, though, because like if you open at midnight, then that means that someone's Thanksgiving night is ruined because they have to be in the store early. Right, because they're also like the teenage kids are going to want to go cross right. havoc at midnight. So right. what, yeah, so I agree. So from like from midnight on Wednesday to let's say five a.m. That's good. All right, that's yeah. more generous than I was thinking, but okay. I'm great with that. Five a.m. Yeah, just let's let's just be closed. <sighs> and here's the thing, shoppers, if you don't show up. There's no demand. Next year, there'll be no supply. So just stop shopping in brick-and-mortar stores on Thanksgiving Day. If for some reason you absolutely cannot resist the urge to buy something on Thanksgiving Day, do it online. Yes. Do it online. Because then the people don't have to... The, all of the people who work at those stores don't have to go be there working. They get to be with their families, too. And... Let's just think of it as, you know, showing what America really can be. That we're not just materialistic slobs and that all we care about is, you know, brands. And what are you looking at all sidewise? I just said. Okay. I was, my, my last piece of advice to add on to that is if you are going to completely disregard all of Dana's advice and go into the <laughs> store on Thanksgiving Day anyway, please don't punch a little old lady for a TV. 
No, right. Because those kinds of things that's even always worse. happen. Right, that's even worse. There's like, if you, if you have to do it, at least be polite. Right, there's literally a website with an injury slash death count for Black Friday oh, shopping. okay. That's horrible. Since, like, 2009. No. It's bad, but it's true. And this stop. happens. Just stop, stop. Can we just have one day, like I'm saying, if you need to shop, do it online. Like just stop. Stop the madness. The deals are, look, there are deals now. So just go today. Didn't the stores you, are quiet. Take a couple hours off from work this afternoon and run to the store. Didn't you do an article a little bit earlier this year? Maybe it was last year towards holiday season that was talking about how Black Friday deals really aren't the best deals Thank out there. Thank you. Can we put right? So let's just not and say we did. And then next year, all of the stores. That, and by the way, the only stores to me, in my opinion, that choose to partake in this are the ones that are desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're already desperate, which means the sales are going on now. So just go buy now, you know? Or Yeah, right. Come Cyber, on. Cyber Monday's got sweet deals. Give it a few more days and sit in your pajamas and do all your Black Friday shopping without having to worry about getting punched in the face for a TV. Right. Also, by the way, like the day after Cyber Monday, the day, the day after that, the day after that. Still great sales. Thank you. In the <laughs> old days, when this all began, it was true. Like you got better deals that day than other days. Mm-hmm. It's not true anymore. Every day is a sale day in America. It is. So, come on. I mean, come on. We have huge Columbus Day sales. And then, by the way, for the people who say to me, it's our it's our family tradition, that's fine. Do it on Black Friday. Because you know it is not your, quote, family tradition to do it on Thursday because the stores have only been doing that for the last, what, five years? Right. So, stop. It's not your family tradition if it started four years ago. Get over yourself and right. do it on Friday. Make <laughs> a new family tradition where you, oh, I don't know, eat turkey. And How watch about- football. Right. They have vegan turkey, if that's not your thing. They make that. Come on. Just just please. I'm begging you. We talk all the time about the societal problems in America. There you go. There's one of them. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And don't forget to fall back on. Here's a happy tip for you. Don't forget to fall back. Clocks go back. uh, Saturday night. Right. Extra hour of sleep. All right. Lots of other stuff uh, going on. Of course, I have to tell you guys, I am super excited about hour two of the show. I, I watch a lot of television, not going to lie, and uh, I DVR most of it, So, which means I fast forward through a lot of commercials. There's one commercial that I let play every time because I am obsessed with it, and it is the commercial where Atlanta singer Alex Guthrie is uh, standing on the street playing his guitar and singing, and he's surprised by Jennifer Hudson, and she sings along with him and gets the crowd involved, and everybody's like all excited, and it's an American Family Insurance commercial, and I am obsessed with it. So when I tell you that this singer in that commercial, Alex Guthrie, is going to be here in hour two, I have to tell you, like, I'm fangirling out over this because we're going to get the real story behind the commercial. Was it really a surprise? How did it all happen? How can it happen to me? That is the next question. And what has happened to Alex since then? So Alex Guthrie uh, is going to be here uh, with us in hour two, and I'm very excited about it. We might even get him to sing. I don't know. We'll see if we can make that happen. And then later in hour two, actually... Uh, Lisa Lillian, Hungry Girl, is going to be joining us on the phone. Uh, If you are a foodie, you probably already know about Hungry Girl. She's got, I think, 12 different books, a very popular website. She had a Food Network show, cooking channel show for a little while. Uh, She's coming into Atlanta in the next, I think, couple days for a a book event at the MJCCA Book Festival. Very cool. So she's given us a call uh, to talk about her latest book and her career and all that good stuff. So it's going to be a really fun uh, hour or two on the show because we love to do that on Fridays. Fridays are all about fun on the Dana Barrett Show. So please go nowhere. We've got an amazing hour or two lined up for you. It's the Dana Barrett Show. It's Friday. Don't go away. We'll be back. Like Jagger, I've got the move, like Jagger, I've got the move.
Welcome back to the Dana Barrett Show, broadcasting live from the Biz 1190 studios. Atlanta radio that means business. Now, here's your host, Dana Barrett. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Let me just say this. Before I forget, don't forget to put your clocks back Saturday night because you get an extra hour of sleep or partying, however you want to look at it. Uh, I would say for me, it's probably going to be sleep. New guy, Nick? Totally sleep. And our guest this hour, Alex Guthrie, what will you be doing with your extra hour? I will definitely be sleeping. Okay, I like <laughs> Not it. Even we're, a question. we're all on the same page here. Alex Guthrie hanging out with us, and I already sort of teased this in the last hour, but if you're just joining us, I'm super excited to have Alex Guthrie in the studio. I've had some famous people in here, but this this is like a big moment for me. This is a big moment for me. Thank you. No, seriously. So if you don't know who Alex is, you do now, obviously, first of all. But uh, he's probably best known for the American Family Insurance commercial where Jennifer Hudson sneaks up on him in the middle of a song and joins him and sings. and Everybody gets in on it. And I'm obsessed with the commercial, which means I'm like literally obsessed that you just came <laughs> off of my television and are sitting in the studio with me. That's actually how I got here. I just walked right Right in. out of the TV mm-hmm. screen yeah. into the studio. So uh, I, I wanted to like sort of wait and do this in the second segment, but I don't think I can. I got to know how this whole thing happened. First of all, I know everybody asks you this, but was were you really surprised when Jennifer Hudson walked up? I was really surprised. So I answered a Facebook ad that they were just asking for some random dude in his early 20s and they needed him for a live event. And they didn't give me any more details, but uh, I send in a video. So they say like musician? What did yeah, they, okay. They said like a guy with a soulful voice, early 20s for a live event. And I, I sent in a little tape and then you know an hour later I got an email back I was in the studio for an audition and I I didn't really have any other information okay <laughs> I love this story even more now so, so so then they put you out on the street yeah so uh, they told me like to, so how much time between like you you apply one week one week okay yeah. so they yeah, they had me learn some song and then I thought that would be the song I'd be performing sure and then like the day before they said hey can you learn lovely day and uh, it was like I, I guess so I'll give it my best shot. Sure, I could do it. So so I showed up the next day and uh, said, hey, I'm, I'm here for the live event. And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy and said, oh, well, the commercial. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong spot. I'll oh. go find where I need to go. And they went, you're Alex, right? And I kind of just thought, oh, no, what am I in for? Uh-oh. And I said, you need to be on set in like 30 minutes. I was like, set for what? <laughs> oh, my God. That's an amazing story. <laughs> So hold on a second. Did you get paid for this? I did. Okay, good. I was like, did they Thankfully. just do all that to you? And then they just were like, later, dude. Well, they didn't tell me they would. So they're very nice. For it. I agreed to it without saying, hey, I need to be paid for this. Yeah. Well, you were like, here's an opportunity. Yeah. Just I answer Take them all. Facebook ads all the time. And really, I just end up buying stuff I don't need. That's what happens to me. <laughs> right uh, there with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then so then they put you out there. Yeah. And- they, so they, they put me in Woodruff Park. Everybody yep. thinks it's Central Park, but it's Woodruff Park in Atlanta. Hello, Atlanta. Pay attention. I know everything's Atlanta now. Excuse um, me. So I, I sat there, and then they told me to just play the song over and over, and you know they tweak it and say, "Don't do as much vibrato that time," or, or, or you know, "Why don't you dial back some bass in your voice, make it a little bit n- nasally." And was that weird? With them weird. giving you direction like that? I didn't really like know that? why, I, and I figured it was because they just wanted me wanted me to be more of a background voice. Okay. I, I thought that it was going to be a voiceover, and I just be B roll in the background of an ad. Interesting. So and you really had no clue I, what was happening. No idea. So uh, an hour or four hours into filming, they said, all right, we're going to get one last perfect take. If you screw up, just keep playing, but we're just going to try to go all the way through without stopping. So just play no matter what happens. Okay. Don't stop. And I went, all right, I got it. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, and then somebody started walking up behind me during that take, and I thought, 
Just okay. play no matter we what. We have a rogue extra. Okay. Who's who's walking around, and as we all know, it was not an extra. It was not an extra. It was Jennifer freaking Hudson. <laughs> Her legal middle name, freaking. Thank you. Hello. I mean, you know what? I bet you anything she'd be okay with that. I, I bet that she's been called it before. I bet you should. Wait a minute. I thought I came I'm you not did, original. No. Darn it. Alex Guthrie hanging out with us this morning. A musician extraordinaire telling us the story of the American Family Insurance commercial. I love this story even more now that I know how they did this to you. And also that you were out there for four hours. No wonder you weren't expecting it. Yeah. I mean, at, when I got there and, and since I didn't think they were trying to surprise me, I thought that it was just like some bureaucratic mess where nobody had filled me in. And yeah. they're like, they're like, oh, Danny didn't tell you, and, and I'm like, oh, no, Danny didn't tell me anything. But, <laughs> you know, I thought maybe something was up, but in four hours into filming, I was pretty confident that, that I knew what was going on. Right, and not, <laughs> and indeed you did not. So you really do look surprised, so that was genuine. Yes. And then, you know, you had to keep sort of singing with her, but you had never practiced with her, obviously. No. <laughs> so she was just doing what she does, and you had to just keep going. Was exactly. that? Yeah. What, how was that? They did such a good job of of really prefacing, no matter what happens, don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I've got to deliver, I've got to deliver, I've got to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay, so then, then because she says in the longer version, by the way, which is on YouTube, you can see the whole longer version of that that version of the mm-hmm. song, not the whole four hours, people relax. Uh, and, and she says to you afterwards, what's your name? Yeah, that was the first time we had met. Right. So I thought, like, surely at least they told her, like, who, what your name was or whatever. She's like, hey, I'm Jennifer. What's your name? And you're like, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you get to sit and chat with her a little bit? Like, what happened after that? I, I didn't have any expectation, of course, because I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I obviously I wanted to talk to her more and I wanted to get to know her at least some. But I didn't all I didn't want to be the guy who like walks up and is like, hey, can I have your autograph? I know. Or, I hate hey, that. Can too. I get your phone? I didn't want to be weird. Yeah. So I just said, I'll let it go where it goes on its own. And um, her partner came up to me and said, hey, Jennifer, what's your number? What's your number? Oh, uh, that's awesome. She and I got the chance to chat for 10, 15 minutes that day. And since then, we've like kept the relationship going and we're and we're buddies now. Yeah. Well, I saw that you actually played for her at her birthday party. Yeah. So now you're like in. I hope so. It's like two <laughs> degrees of Alex Guthrie right now. Like I, I now I'm like that much closer to J-Hud and I'm pretty freaking excited about it. Uh, I want to keep talking, but you also are holding a guitar. So could you play a little for us? I guess I could try. Okay, let's do that. I mean, this is clearly not a music studio, but we'll do what we can. Do we, ha- do we have a song preference? I mean, maybe like a little bit of the one from the commercial and then can... we'll do some original. I've heard of that one. You've heard that one? Yeah. Me too. Can I sing along? No, I don't want to mess it up for you. How are we on sound? <laughs> When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes Something without warning, love Bears heavy on my mind Oh, then I look at you And the world's alright with me Oh, just one look at you and I know it's gonna be Oh, a lovely day, 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 lovely day. When the day that lies ahead of me seems impossible to face, someone else instead of me. 
Are we seizing all the way? Oh, then I look at you. And the world's alright with me. Oh, just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be mm, a lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Such a lovely day. Oh my gosh, that was so awesome. Thank you. Great. Alex Guthrie hanging out with us right now. I feel like I am in the commercial. I'm there. I just wish we were outside and there were people singing. I'm a terrible singer, so I had to lean as far back away. I thought you sounded nice. From the mic to give, give the backup singer. I could do the little backup dancer thing, you know. You no song is complete without that. Yeah, I need That's a little. True. I, I got go. that. All right. Um, listen, it's not like what we normally do on this show. So if you're just joining us, I swear we ha- you did not accidentally like tune into, you know, B98.5 or something. Like it's still the Dana Baird show. It's still Biz 1190. But we have Alex Guthrie in the house and he's a musician, the Alex Guthrie band. So we've got to have him play. He's here. Of course. It's part of what we're doing. So can we hear an original? I uh, guess I would love to play an original. Let's do that. Let's just keep going. I can't yeah. even sing along with that because I won't know it. <laughs> These are the uh, <laughs> the non warmed up sessions. That's all. That's all good. These are gonna go. These are gonna go viral. I got sepia tones running through my bones, and an old timey tune played through analog phones. Years worth of living, only twenty three show. Some may say that I'm an old soul I had a pain in my heart and a smile on my face So I let love go, life's too precious to waste Oh, I did what I could, yeah, I gave it my best and Nothing here for me, oh, I'm headed out west Out west Cause the interstate is calling The road's knocking at my door I love what I've been given But I'm always wanting more Colorado, I'm a-coming I think it's time for me to go Colorado, I'm a-coming Colorado, take me home Amazing. I mean, Alex Guthrie hanging out with us this hour on the Dana Barrett Show. It's a concert up in here. I'm just saying. <laughs> and he didn't even know he was going to do that. What a good sport. I go figure. That's the one that I just had keyed up Perfect. to take us out of the segment. <laughs> it is the Dana Barrett Show. It is Friday. And we will be right back with Alex Guthrie. Now back to the Dana Barrett Show right here on Viz 1190. I had the headset plugged in. I totally goofed with a star in the room. You just totally... The pressure got to me. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't handle the pressure. You know what? New guy Nick, it's Friday. It's all right. And by the way, Alex, you should know, uh, Alex Guthrie hanging out with us this hour, you should know that new guy Nick is not new. That's just his name. (laughs) How long has that been the case? A a year. A year? Yeah. Yeah, going on a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious to see how long it can last, And forever. He's going to be 80, and he's still going to be New Guy Nick. I'm going to walk into a room owning this place as New Guy Nick right. at Sunday. That's how, <laughs> I love it. That's how, that's how we roll on this show. Uh, in any case, it's okay, Nick. We still love you. Well, I, I'm sure you've done plenty of live gigs, Alex. You know, sometimes when you're live, things just go wrong. 
You know? I am well aware. <laughs> yeah, live radio is definitely all about the uh, is all about the bloopers, right in the moment as they happen. Uh, so, listen, Alex. For people just joining us, Alex Guthrie is uh, best known for the American Family Insurance commercial. But you know what? That's not always going to be the case. I hope not. I hope that there's more there's more in me than that. Right, because someday it's going to be like the Grammys, and right. I mean, I, I would. Yes, that's the goal. Maybe someday Absolutely. soon, in fact. Uh, so we were talking all about the commercial and Jennifer Hudson and the surprise and all that. And if you missed it, by the way, like you can always catch the show on replay at 6 p.m. tonight uh, and hear Alex sing the awesome song again and me in the background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you can also get the podcast version of the show anytime you want. But I want to move on now and sort of talk about what's been going on for you since then, because it's the Alex Guthrie band. And now you're buds with J-HUD. And you've got this commercial out there on national television that everybody has seen, I think. Uh, and the video, YouTube is millions of hits and all that kind of stuff. So what happens next? Like, are you, you know, are you like living in a mansion in Beverly Hills now? What's the deal? Yes. Okay. I just want to end it right there. Nobody else can, can really fact check me, right? That, that's, we don't, we don't believe in real news on this show. So it's all good. You can say whatever you yes, want. Yes, it's a mansion in Beverly Hills. Nice. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, so... <laughs> We had a, we have a lot of people who are interested in booking us now, and you know we already had a, a fairly full schedule. But the difference is, we had a full schedule of gigs that we didn't want to play necessarily, <laughs> and now it's more of a full schedule of exclusively gigs we want to play. So you were sort of um, thrown into that in a way, like you yeah. were you guys were doing the regular band thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you were doing well. You have a beautiful voice. I'm like in awe. Thank you. Um, so clearly, you guys were doing okay. But you're a young band, and you're kind of making the doing the circuits, as you said, doing gigs. Mm-hmm. You know. So, give me an example of a gig you might not have enjoyed. I don't want to do that. Well, not, that, not I, a specific I, yes. one. You uh, know, an, an example. Well, well, you know, there's a difference between we enjoyed them in terms of we were getting paid to do what we loved, sure. and it was amazing in its own right. But when you're playing like 100, 150 bar gigs a year, sure, with only a few ticketed gigs here and there. Um, First off, the ticketed gigs are a lot more uh, precious. Yes, right. <laughs> but the bar gigs, you know, it's necessary practice. It, there's a whole bunch of awesome things that go with the bar gig. But at the same time, you're playing the same songs like three hours a night, three or four days a week. It gets a, it gets a bit tedious at yeah. times. Yeah, okay. So now compare that to the the great gigs that you're getting now. So talk about kind of the stuff you're doing now. So we, we got to do uh, Milwaukee Summerfest, which is a huge festival for a few thousand people. Uh, it's like a million people go through it in a term in a, in a week. It's a huge festival, but uh, AmFam helped us get out there, and AmFam has has stuck with us, and they've made more opportunities happen. I mean, like truthfully, they're a really good company, and and they don't pay me to say that. Like they've just they've just been treated sweet. you well. Like, yeah. Listen, I can appreciate that. People. I had an experience a couple of weeks ago with the uh, Atlanta Falcons where I just was a, a gr- among a group of ten women that were honored, and they treated us like. A million bucks, and that makes a big difference. On it goes how you, a long way. They, they don't pay me to to support the Falcons or Mercedes right. Benz Stadium or whatever, but they treated us amazingly well, and so I I get that. People helping people. When people are good, you just want to you know spread the word. Absolutely. And yeah. So, Amfam has opened up a lot of doors, and Jennifer Hudson has opened up some doors for us. And, and like I said, like a lot of people are just seeing the commercial, going to my website, and then saying, I wonder if we can book this guy. Yeah. And you can. And, and indeed you can. <laughs> so what do your bandmates think of all this? When you, Did they know that day? No. It- no I, I, we were supposed to have band practice the day that I sent in my audition tape. Yeah. And, and we did have band practice, but I am notorious for saying that we'll show up at three or four, whatever we decide. I'm always 30 minutes late to band practice. <laughs> and, and so they knew that going into it, but I said, hey, guys, that 30 minutes is going to turn into like an hour and a half late. I have to record a little video. Yeah. 
Um, and they weren't too frustrated, but they were very thrilled when they found out why I was late later. <laughs> nice. After the fact. Okay, so Alex Guthrie hanging out with us this hour from the Alex Guthrie Band and the M-Fem commercial. Um, okay, so what's the future look like? Like, what's the journey now? What's the plan? You, I could set the bar incredibly high and never reach it or reach it. But, you know, we, we set little goals at a time. Yeah. Right now, the next goal is getting an, an album out, a new album out, getting out in a couple new singles and then touring on it. And we've got a cool mar- couple of marketing ideas that with the right backing we can make happen. So we're trying to capitalize on this. Yeah, we, you of know, course. It's fleeting. It's, it's an ad. Sure. But we've got so much uh, momentum. momentum that we don't want to lose that. So right now we're recording. Um, we're spending as much time we can networking and meeting all the people that right now who are interested. Yeah. So they will continue to be interested in, yeah. in us. So listen, I got to tell you, I think there's there's two things you said that I think are interesting here in terms of planning your trajectory. And this is true for everybody, right? So yes, baby steps are great. Um, we're just doing this whole series on the show about how to change behavior. And one of the first things is to use small steps, step mm-hmm. ladders, it's called in the book we're using. But but also setting that BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal mm-hmm. is huge. I had an acting coach who once said uh, to me, you know, if you if your goal is to be a working actor, you may never be a working actor, but uh, like you'll just never get there. But if your goal is to win an Oscar, there's a good chance you'll become a working actor. Right. 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 So like (laughs) if your goal is to win, you know, a Grammy, you may not. You may. But you're certainly going to be. Uh, putting out albums and having fans, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's good to have that that yeah. BHAG out there. And, and I've noticed in, in kind of reflecting, I'm an introspective dude, um, I thought about what my high school version of myself would be thinking now. And the high school version, I don't think set the bar high enough because I, I think that I would have considered that I've already made it. Yes. But now that I'm here, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hold on, there's I, I more. Sh- I should have set the bar higher. Yeah. I'll just reset it. Yeah, which so, you can also do. Yeah, and it should continue to do if you reach it, not just get complacent. <laughs> right, of course. And then you're always going to want new challenges, too. Right. It doesn't have to be the same. I mean, you're you're a young guy. Like, you may want some different things at 35 or 45 or 55 than you want right now. I'm sure. Yeah. I hope I do. Yeah, well, there you go. So uh, it's very cool. I love it. So let me ask you, I, I sort of got away from this, but when all this happened, it happened pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So how, what was the adjustment like? And have there been any sort of things that have happened that you're like, whoa, I don't know how to handle this? Um, there's not a whole lot of not knowing how to handle it. Um, I, I just I didn't expect to be noticed yeah. in places. Yeah. But the day the commercial came out in in April, I was at a gas station, and you know they some gas stations they just have a TV playing in the yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> and my commercial was on, and it was the day that it came out, and I just kind of sat there and looked at it and went, huh, that's weird. That's me. And then the guy was <laughs> like, hey, your total, and I ignored him, did not hear what he was talking about, and he looked at what I was looking at and looked back and went. Say you. <laughs> but since then, uh, you know, especially in the markets, they play the commercial a lot. Yes. Like, I get noticed a lot, and, and I didn't expect to have that happen. It's weird. So do people just look at you funny, or, like, they think they know yeah, you, or do they do people, the, like, hey, are you the guy from the commercial? Combination. Okay. Very few people are like, you must be Alex Guthrie. Most right. people th- are giving me that look of, we You're met familiar. We met at that thing, right? And then they can't place where it was. Right. So <laughs> I get the common question, are you the guy from the thing? Are you that guy from that thing the other day? You know, yeah. the one, the thing. Yeah. You look familiar. <laughs> that's that's the typical <laughs> so, question. So as part of the goals, it's we want everybody to know. It's Alex Guthrie. Yes. Right? Like, people are going to come up and like, that's Alex Guthrie. Oh, my God. You that's know, that's, that's what we want next, right? The screaming girls and all that stuff at the concerts. And yes. 
Yeah. So what was it like the first time you went from playing like, you know, a bar with a couple hundred people in it to a multi-thousand person crowd? Not as different as I thought. Really? Yeah. You, we got, you know, so locked into doing what we do. Um, there's not a whole lot of stage fright involved or, or any of those nerves. There, You know, the, the positive nerves where you're like jittery, like, yeah, this is about to happen. Yeah. But I, I didn't have any like walk on stage and go <gasps> moment because yeah. we had done it a thousand times and, and it just felt comfortable and felt right. We were just pumped to, to get to play for more people. All right. I want to do this for you, new guy, Nick, uh, just because <laughs> you had a little glitch at the beginning, Alex. In the whole history of you playing music, from the time you first picked up a guitar and performed in oh, front dear. of people, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I this think is just for Nick to make him feel good. There are plenty of embarrassing moments that I could find, <laughs> but I would say the most embarrassing was my first time ever playing. I was, I was, I had just started performing. I was fourteen, fifteen, and I told my brother I want to play it at like a coffee shop or something, anywhere that I can play. So we went to a Starbucks. I went with my mom. And my dad and my brother, and we walked in, and, and my brother goes, hey, can my brother play in the corner? And they were just kind of like, sure, I, I guess. <laughs> they were well, really excited, obviously. And they just allowed it to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and I sat down, and there were like two other people in there, and I just sat down and went, and started crying. Oh! <laughs> That's so cute. But my brother was like, you're not getting up. You made us all come here. You're going to play a song before you get up. So I sat there awkwardly for a while until I played that song. That is adorable. And hated every second of it. Alex Guthrie, I love you so much more now. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having and me. And Nick, don't feel bad. You didn't cry. It's all good. It's the Dana Barrett Show. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dana Barrett Show. Right here on Biz 1190. You know, just cause, just cause I can, I'm going to call out our supposed guest for this hour. We were supposed to have hungry girl Lisa Lillian on the phone with us, but she must have been hungry. Apparently she went off to get something to eat because we can't get her on the phone and she hasn't called in as she was supposed to. So Lisa crossed. Lillian, you know, if you're listening, we're waiting for you. Call so us. we're just going to sit here and be quiet for about 10 minutes on the show. A little, little quiet time. Everyone take a nap. We'll just have some, <laughs> some dead air for you. How about that? No? Okay, we'll just do something else, because that's what we do on a live radio show. We just do whatever we have to to keep the ball rolling, as it were. <laughs> so, yeah, it is Friday on the Dana Barrett Show. Uh, locally, one thing I think, look, there are good things, and there are free things, and you, you don't get free good things that often. Like, a lot of times when stuff is free, it's like a pen. You know what I mean? It's right. like, here, have this free pen. The pen that doesn't really write unless right. you push really hard. I mean, it feels kind of cheap, right. you know? Like, that's the stuff you typically get for free. But Comcast, uh, kind of giving a gift to Atlanta this uh, in the next couple of days, month or so, for Comcast existing subscribers, they are revving up the internet speeds on pretty much all of the Comcast plans around Metro, and they're not changing the pricing on you. Good. Yeah. Yay. Now, I will say this. They're not changing the pricing on you for your current contract. Now, when your contract is up, you will probably see a price increase. However, if you have Comcast right now, you are just going to get faster speeds. That's kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. we. You know what? We will take it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's better than a free pen. Yes. A lot better. So uh, I don't have the exact speeds right in front of me, but you get the gist. Does anybody really know what the exact speeds mean anyway? Yeah. Uh, like, you just know that, like, a higher number is faster, right? right. Like Well, it's megabytes per second. Correct. But does anybody download. really know what that feels like? Like, 
does how does 25 megabytes per second feel versus 45? You're right. Well, as a matter of fact, Comcast in some stores and occasionally you'll catch them in the mall or whatever, actually have little kiosk places where you can go to and it's the ex- ex- identical tablets next to each other. This one's running on this speed. This one's running on this speed. And that's smart. Y- believe it or not, it's really pretty pretty noticeable when you're just like at a 10 megabyte per second difference. Yeah. It's drastically different. Yeah, because we all hate waiting. Right. We like free stuff and we hate waiting. And what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you were lucky if your web page loaded in about three minutes. Yeah. And now if it doesn't load in three seconds, you're like hitting the X button and right. refresh and Forget what's going it. on? This right. Site stinks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so here's, I do actually have the numbers. Here you go. So download speeds uh, for the blast tier of Xfinity are going to go from 75 uh, Mbps, megabits, megabytes, megabytes per second, per second. Uh, to 100 megabytes per second. And performance tier speeds will more than double from 25 megabytes per second to 60 megabytes per second. Uh, and then there's a, a, an even lower tier that's going to go from 10 to 25. So pretty significant upgrades yeah. for free, for now, for free for now. For now. I hate for that free. little asterisk, though. I'm going to be honest. Asterisk for now. That's the only thing that upsets me is, is you're going to give it to me now for free, and then you're going to charge me more for it down the road? I mean, thanks now, but really? I know. <sighs> I know. Uh, in any case, uh, that's a nice thing, and um, I- I'm sure they're doing it. If you think through the business uh, side of all of this, they need to upgrade their lines. They need to be ready. They need to have a more attractive speeds uh, for new customers so rather than try to keep you, the old customers on the lower speeds and then have the – they're just raising the speed so they can attract new customers. Correct. Probably charge them more money, I'm guessing, or or not, yeah. but just have a more attractive packages so that they're competitive in the marketplace. Uh, and so they're just giving it to everybody at the same time, which makes sense. Yeah. I like it. One I'm thing, too, that they're doing that I am a fan of because I am an Xfinity customer at okay. home uh, is they're, they're like Wi-Fi. They're just yes. everywhere. Wi-Fi yes. is Awesome. I love being able to just go somewhere and just boop, 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 and right. I'm on Wi-Fi because, I, you know, limited data. Right, there fun. you go. Hashtag not an ad by New Guy Nick. I'm just saying. Just, it's nice. Just saying. Listen, we have no problem on this show sharing the things that we like, whether we get paid or not. That is why Nick and I are both still in the poorhouse because we just do way too much stuff for free. But you know what? It's because we love you guys and we want you to know uh, about all the good stuff that we love. Uh, speaking of which, Oprah released her favorite things list, and uh, she obviously used to do it as part of her daily talk show. Now she does it as part of Amazon. Bam! Just like that. That woman knows how to make money. I was about to say, but she doesn't do freebies, so that's why she's not in the poorhouse. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, while we're talking about uh, things that may or may not be good for society, uh, a robot that once said it would destroy humans has now become the first robot in the world to be a citizen of a country yep you heard me right there is How a robot is that even possible yes so uh saudi arabia has granted citizenship to a robot yep her oh. name is sophia maybe it's sophia probably sounds more sophia. elegant though sophia <laughs> sounds more robotic doesn't it yes uh in any case sophia she's a humanoid robot produced by a company called hansen robotics and the first time she was sort of speaking in public with her creator, uh, David Hansen, he sort of asked her jokingly if she would, uh, you know, like he said, will you destroy humans? Because he was sort of making a joke about how like Elon Musk and people like that say that robots are going to you know, do what they do in sci-fi and destroy humans. And he said, please say no. Like he said, are you going to destroy hum- humans? Please say no. And she's like, OK, I will destroy humans. Uh-oh. Oops. <laughs> 
<laughs> Oopsie. Uh, apparently now she has advanced beyond that and now follows orders uh, a little bit better. She actually was at an event and was answering questions from a journalist named Andrew Ross Sorkin and uh, and now answered things a little bit better, like wanting to, um, you know, prevent a bad future and 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 joke that she said uh, this is the robot saying you've been reading too much Elon Musk. That's what she said. That was me trying to do my like creepy robot voice. You've been reading too much Elon Musk, right? <laughs> uh, in any case, yeah, they made her a citizen, which just goes to show you uh, Saudi Arabia is weird. Yeah, that's a very apt description. Like women can't drive. No, they well, can now. Well, I know. But, but they weren't just to. like now. For many up until just now, women couldn't drive. But yet they're the first ones to make a robot a citizen. That's, that is very strange. It's very strange. And she's a female robot. That's a good point. So can she drive? I bet you she can. She's a robot. She That's can destroy true. humans she's... and then drive anything she wants so to drive. So we're not going to have smart cars. <laughs> we're going to have smart Android drivers of normal cars. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you think about a robot as a citizen? I mean, is that creepy or what? That's kind of that almost like, what was it? Uh, what's that sci-fi show where the androids are fighting? The, what Battlestar Galactica, right? I mean, isn't that where, like, like a common theme? Right. Of that? Like they take over, but they're humans, but they're not humans. There's, they're there's a show right and, now, I think, on uh, like the BBC or America or whatever something. called Humans. Yes. I think. That's exactly about that. It's all really creepy. Super creepy, but it's happening. I talk about our world sort of being a sci-fi show or a reality show, one or the other, or maybe some combination of both. <laughs> I mean, look, we've got a reality TV star as president. Yep. And then we have things like self-driving cars and robots as citizens actually happening in the world today. So, yeah, the world is crazy. If you tried to explain this, like if there was time travel and somehow like Ben Franklin and George Washington landed here and you were trying to explain to them what was going on, I bet you couldn't do it. They they just look at you like, what? What? I'm yeah. sorry. Huh? Yeah. What? It's a weird time we live in. Speaking of self-driving cars, uh, this week, earlier in the week, I was talking about uh, great partnerships. And I'm a fan of great partnerships. So we have a lot of partnership stories. Uh, but one having to do with self-driving cars is uh, Google, or Waymo, which is Google's self-driving arm, has now partnered with AutoNation for a self-driving car program. So that's kind of cool. AutoNation is, I think, the biggest uh, auto dealership chain in the country. And... So they are now partnering with Waymo to, uh, I think, service, do maintenance and repairs for all of Waymo's self-driving fleet of Chrysler Pacifica vehicles. There's a fleet already, okay, And in case you didn't know. And uh, they also will be taking on whatever new vehicles come along with Waymo. So this is all a deal now made that AutoNation will be servicing the self-driving cars. What's interesting, too, is they say that the self-driving cars are meant to travel for several hundred thousand miles each. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. Right. So they'll need a lot of service. So maybe, you know what I think is interesting about that? Like maybe cars can go further when humans are not screwing them up. Right. When we're not <laughs> slamming on the brakes and making sharp turns. Well, and... also, let's think about it. When it needs service, like my car, when the service light comes on, like, you know, you do this, too. Don't lie to me. When the service light comes on, I ignore it for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. right and then finally i take it in maybe kind of hoping it just goes away right so like that's wearing on the car so but you know with a self-driving car need service it's gonna go get it itself true which means it'll get serviced when it's supposed to oh, how wow. 
I never even thought about that. Right? Because if your car needs service, you can be like, hey, take me home and then go to the mechanic and get worked on and then come back. No, your car, let's be honest, (laughs) robots are going to run the world. So the car will say to you, Nick, get out of the car. I'm going to the shop. I'll be back when I can, you know, go to your room. Wow. Right? So the self-driving vehicles are take better care of themselves. And also they're not going to get in accidents. Good point. So anyway, AutoNation and Waymo, Google's... uh, Self-driving car. That's cool. Yeah, partnering up. I love that. Also, lots of other partnerships uh, happening that we'll get to uh, a little bit later uh, in this show, or we'll just save them for next week because you know what, people? It's Friday, and I love a Friday. I really do. Fridays are all about the fun. If you missed Alex Guthrie on this show, you are going to absolutely have to tune into our replay at 6 p.m. tonight or check the on-demand version of The Dana Barrett Show because that was some priceless radio right there. It's The Dana Barrett Show. It's Friday. We'll be back. Now back to the Dana Barrett Show, right here on Biz 1190. All right, we are back. It is Friday on the Dana Barrett Show, and that means, sometimes anyway, that Tiana Bogino will be joining us in the studio, and she's here. Hey, so, guys. Good morning to you. Good morning. How you feeling? Meh. Okay. <laughs> I've been better. Meh. Yeah, we talked about that on the break. Meh. If you're sick, please don't. Uh, ooh. I'm not uh, sick anymore, but I'm recovering. Mm. Yeah, okay. So you're still kind of sick? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't like to use the word sick because that makes me feel so weak and I'm like, I can't do anything. So I'm not sick. I just, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, anyway, it's nice to have you here. So uh, we're going to be getting to our work hard, play hard segment in just a couple of minutes on the show. I do want to quickly mention uh, that you got to remember, I'm trying to do this as much as I can as like a service to everyone, but don't forget to set your clocks back Saturday night. A lot of us now, it's not as big a deal as it used to be because I don't know. I mean, you you millennials are young. You may not remember this, but there was a time when our clocks didn't do that for us automatically. Uh, well, the stove and the microwave, those don't do it for right. you. Yeah. Right. So you always have some, but now most of us have our phones, which yeah. our smartphones, which do it automatically. So then we're reminded to fix the clock on the microwave and the, which in the is car nice. and all of that. Hopefully. Right? Hopefully. I'm not great about that. Right. But I just want to remind everybody, because it's always like, if you're not thinking about it or planning for it, it always can catch you off guard. Wait, a what bit. time does it happen usually? Technically, it's two in the morning yep. on Sunday. So it's Saturday night before you go to bed. Okay. Now, for some people, that is at two o'clock in the morning on Sunday. But for people like me, right. it I was will like, be a little what? before that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you wake up Sunday morning, it will be an hour. You will think it's 10. Wait, it's we're... actually nine. Correct. Fall back. Okay. Yep. I always get them confused. Fall back. That's the key. Fall back. This is the best one. This you is get the, the good extra one. Hour of sleep. Yeah, but it's going to be really dark, really, really early now, yeah. right? Right. So that that does stinks. make it tough for winter. But you know what's always nice about it too is I think you get you remember then that the holidays are coming and all the time off is coming. Yeah, that's true. And so it's all a good thing. Uh, so Thanksgiving coming up. We're already in November. Hard Yikes. to believe it's November third. So you got to start planning for your turkey or your. If you don't have your travel plans already, if you're planning to go out of town, you better get on that. I've got mine. It's going to get more and more and more expensive as it gets closer. So hurry up if you're leaving. Are you going? Uh, where are you going? I'm going to Orlando. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's very um, fall. Festive the whole fam's you. going to Disney World. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. very nice. cool. My family comes here. I do a big Thanksgiving every year. Uh, it's going to be a slightly smaller group this year than we normally have, but mm-hmm. uh, we have our little family traditions. Maybe play Trivial Pursuit. That's so fun. That's awesome. In teams. I actually <laughs> haven't had Thanksgiving with my family in two or three years. 
because I just haven't lived at home. That's not nice. That's I know. So weird. I'm excited to spend it with them this year. Thank it'll you. Be, yeah. It'll be good. All right. It's nice. To, look, Thanksgiving, I one of the bad things about Thanksgiving is that it's really expensive to travel. And for families and busy and, and you know, hectic and frustrating to travel that weekend, at the same time, uh, it is sort of the one holiday, I feel like, well, it's not the only one, but it's one of few holidays that are just about family. It's not a religious holiday. It's really about getting together with your family and, yes, like giving thanks for the country and, you know, whatever, but it's really about family. You know what? I will say I found some really inexpensive flights, like 90 bucks Wow. to Orlando, at least because that's where I'm traveling. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. So you can still find some yeah, deals, maybe? Yeah, you can. You should check them out. Yeah. Isn't it old wives' tale that Tuesdays are the best day to buy that's flights? That's actually really true. I'm pretty sure it's true because I've looked because I was looking for a while and the prices were going up and down, like sometimes like $200 one way, then it'd be like 50 bucks on Tuesday randomly. Yeah. And then I'd forget to buy it, of course. And then, you know. Yeah, I try to wait till Tuesdays and I do the same thing and I yeah. forget. And then all of a sudden it's Wednesday. I'm like, oh. I've also heard something, and this could be like totally com- too complicated, but like you have to like clear your history on your browser. Otherwise, like the airlines know you're looking for tickets and it's like something like that. And so like. So they you- won't give you a lower price. Right. Oh, I, don't, I wonder if that's My true. My roommate was telling me about that. Uh, that could absolutely be a conspiracy. I don't know. Could but be wrong. It, I mean, it could be a legitimate, not a conspiracy no, theory, a but conspiracy. But like actually, right. yeah, I no, for real. Hat. <laughs> that could actually be true. No, the, not the tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in any case, the reason I love to harp on uh, Thanksgiving being for family is because I really don't want anybody to go shopping on Thanksgiving. Please, no brick and mortar shopping. Hashtag save Thanksgiving. And I was thinking about it over the break because you mentioned it before. We did have a tradition. The only place I knew that was ever open on Thanksgiving was Garden Ridge. I don't even think they're around what anymore. What is that? Like a it's home like a, store. Like a, right. Like oh. outdoor stuff, little crafty, whatever. But we would go and not buy anything, just go walk around and look at the holiday stuff and da-da-da and then leave. No. So, But that was no. really a tradition of ours. Boo. Well, Bye. Boo. But Garden Ridge is gone now, boo. so we have no excuse. Well, why are they gone? Because they were open on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> wow. There you go. I feel like early on this year I saw a huge list of stores that will be closed on Thanksgiving, like a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like everybody's kind of... And all of but like, to be to be fair, like the whole sh- city won't shut down. Like that would be weird. Look, like look, a ghost there, town if there, everything was no, closed. No, there are things that have to be open, right? Like hotels are open. And some people, people don't like celebrate no, no, Thanksgiving. No. No, that's true. Like, that's what if fine, you're, but I don't care. You don't need to be open. But sorry. Right. There's no excuse. Look, grocery stores, I'm okay with having like very limited hours in the morning. Like some do. They stay. Yeah. Oh, I think Publix is closed, but Kroger will be open for a couple They're hours. They're open until like 11 or 12. Right. Yeah. And Which I always last forget. Last minute stuff. Right. Yeah. I always forget something. So I'm, I'm appreciative <laughs> of that. Uh, like hospitals are open. Hotels are open. You know, a, a 24-hour drugstore, like if you have a crisis and you need some yeah. medicine, like that's all good. The police okay. work the fire. So how do you feel about like with everything being on an app, like Uber being open on Thanksgiving or like. Uh, what's it called? Instacart, like delivering your groceries no, on Instacart, Thanksgiving, I mean, like well, stuff the, like that. Like, I bet you Instacart, there's not too many people doing it because that right. that I don't have as big of a problem with because it's the individual they're choosing deciding to do, to do it. But if if you work at you know Macy's and Macy's decides to be open and they put you on the schedule, you have to work, and that's the part I don't like. That and also just can we just not be materialistic as Americans for one day? That's it. That's all. Please.
Please. There are some. When I worked down in Orlando at Disney, we were open on Thanksgiving because they literally never closed. But they were open on, on on Christmas Day. That's like a hotel thing. It's like there's hospitality that is open. I yeah. get it. I'm okay with that. You know, Chinese food restaurants generally are open all the time, and I'm okay with that too. Because if and you don't have theaters, a family, right? yeah, movie I feel theaters. Like movie theaters are always open. I'm okay with all of that. Like keep it simple. But we don't have to go buy clothes on that no, day. No, 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 no. Like no. it's not necessary. Right. No, no, no. But we do have to have fun in here. So let's do that. Work hard, play hard on the Dana Barrett Show. So you guys know how it was really cold outside, and now we're, like, kind of moving back into, like, summerish weather with, like, it's going to be, like, 80s and things like that. It's, like, our city new, and now, like, everybody wants to go out and drink. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 don't we want to do that all the time? Right, oh. right. But, like, <laughs> lots of outdoor, like, drinking festivities randomly happening this weekend as it, the weather gets warmer. Nice. So there we go. So the Decatur Wine Festival is tomorrow from 1230 to 430 in downtown Decatur. Tickets are $45, but listen to this. They're going to have 500 wines at 70 tables for you to sample, like, unlimitedly. Wow. That's 500. That's Wow. Yeah, that's insane. And, of course, they'll have lots of local restaurants selling foods. Um, and then to kick the whole thing off, tonight they're having something called the Art Walk in downtown Decatur, which is a free event. So you just kind of, like walk to different spots and check out uh, local artists work and things like that, which will be pretty cool. Um, and so you can buy your tickets online if you're interested. This is rain or shine. I heard it was supposed to rain tomorrow and then it wasn't. So I don't really know yet back and forth, but if you're interested in the wine festival, that's tomorrow rain or shine. Love it. Yeah, there we go. And then tonight they're having something at city winery at Pond city market called uncorked wine fest. So this is a day drinking thing. So like it starts at <laughs> noon. It Be starts warned. at noon. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying we have time to get there after so the show. So everybody, meet us there. Yeah. Wait, is it today? It starts yes, today? Yes, today. Oh. Yeah, it's today from noon to 4 p.m. on a Friday. We can start drinking in two hours? Isn't that insane? <laughs> it's unlimited wine and craft beer tastings, music performances, wine-themed uh, activities. I'm not really sure what that means. Oh, but that like, sounds like trouble. Yeah, for real. Especially like at noon on Friday. <laughs> Right. Um, tickets like, are around. What, like pin the tail on your coworker. Like, what happens? I know. What is a wine themed activity? I don't activity? know. I thought wine themed activity was just drinking more wine. Oh right, right. Okay. that could be it too. I have right. no idea. Uh, Let's clean glasses. <laughs> Ding. Oh boomerangs. Instagram. I don't know. There you go. Um, but <laughs> tickets are around sixty dollars if you're interested, and so that starts in about two hours. Nice. So. You awesome. can go online and purchase those if you're interested. And then if, if you love whiskey, uh, there's something called Whiskeys of the World happening at the Weston in Buckhead tomorrow the 4th um, at 5 p.m. So it's benefiting the North Atlanta Rotary Foundation. It's actually one of the largest whiskey tastings in the U.S., which is pretty cool. So they kind of travel around to, like, large cities and do this. So whiskey tastings, food pairings, a whiskey and cigar pairings. Tickets are $120, and you can purchase those online if you want to check that out as well. Awesome. And then this is kind of cool, but this weekend is Irish Fest Atlanta. Did you know that we had one of these? I did not. In I, November. Are you excited about I'm this? I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be at the Doubletree at Perimeter. So live Irish music, dancing, cultural activities. Like they're going to have Irish film viewings, lectures, and things like that. They have an entire schedule uh, planned out, which will be pretty awesome over at the Doubletree. And you can buy tickets for the whole weekend. Or if you just want to check out like a certain Irish band, you can buy like tickets for Friday night concert for like 25 bucks. Awesome. Yeah. So they've got lots of different options over there, which will be kind of cool. So lots of great stuff going on. And don't forget also uh, earlier this week, we had SCAD on their open studio night is tonight. It starts at 730. It's free to get in uh, and they have uh, affordable art 
for everyone, really. Yeah. I think stuff starting as low as like 100, 125 bucks. So, uh, and free. You got to love a free event. Free. Tiana, thank you so much yeah, for thanks, the guys. Work Hard, Play Hard report. That's our show for the day and for the week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday. The Dana Barrett Show On Demand is presented by Sprint. Sprint, you're in business. We're in business to help. Find out more at business.sprint.com. The Dana Barrett Show, live in Atlanta, weekday mornings on Biz 1190, biz1190.com, and the Biz 1190 mobile app.